Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961-4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Health and wellbeing for a Tuesday afternoon with Peter Mullen for our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre. Pete, talking about the things that naturopaths do, mate, big job. <laughs> Look, it, it it really feels a um, a big hole in in healthcare. Like it, like I sort of think of naturopathy as a, a common sense approach to health. You know, there was something in the ABC news. Well, can I say that other place? Well, what, anyway, no, okay. there was the news there about a, a doctor getting a specialist getting in strife for offering dietetic or um, uh, nutrition advice to his patients got wrapped over the knuckles that it was outside of his scope of expertise mm. and he was a i think he was a, a diabetic specialist or a heart specialist so i think we well, you know health's come the full circle where you know doctors aren't allowed to actually offer nutritional advice and obviously you know so from a naturopathic point of view um we sort of deal with a lot of health issues say a lot of people can be either really well or really unwell and you know diagnosed with something but there's there's this huge range of people in between that generally know that they're not right there's something wrong or they're not feeling well they go to their gp they get a full blood count full checkup and everything comes back normal so we see a lot of people that come in you know whether they know they're not right but there's nothing actually showing up as you know being diagnostic so what naturopaths specialize in firstly is giving you an accurate assessment of where your whole health's up to we don't just look at the symptoms and i guess a big part of um you know, we believe in that there's four components to your health. There's your physical health, and that's where the medical model model has been for a long time, just that, you know, health is all to do with the symptoms. If you're getting headaches, take a headache tablet. If you've got blood pressure, take a blood pressure medication. Um, whereas we sort of think of the body as a whole, so we think there's a physical body. We think about the emotional and mental component. And, you know, to health... Obviously, if there's a physical and a mental and emotional, there must be also a spiritual component to our health and well-being as well. Now, this is a concept, this sort of model has been around in, in Eastern medicine for, or Eastern um, philosophies for hundreds and thousands of years. And if you think about it, you know, physically, 20 years ago, when I first started in practice 25 years ago, if you went to a doctor 25 years ago and you said you were stressed, do you know what the doctor would tell you? No idea. There's no such thing as stress. Mm. Quite literally, 25 years ago, stress was seen as a bit of a new age idea. There's no such thing as stress. You know, you're either a bit of a malingerer or you need to go on really strong medication. So in 25 years, now the most common thing that people would see or be told when they go and see a GP and they go in with a wide range of symptoms where, you know, it's really difficult to pinpoint exactly what the problem is, they'll be told that stress is most likely a contributing, if not a causative factor. Mm. So we've come a long way in accepting that our health is much more than just the physical. And um, I believe, you know, in another 20 years, we might be saying when you, when you go to the GP, the GP might be asking you, well, where, where are you out of sync with your spiritual practices? Are you practicing your meditation? Are you you know, seeing the counsellor, are you, you know, looking at all the components of your health, not just, you know, what pill you need to take for this ill. Mm. Do we sometimes use the stress thing as a, as a, as a bit of a uh, an excuse, maybe? You know, do, do we sometimes say, oh, I'm a bit stressed, but is, there's probably more to it, you know? Oh, uh, look, uh, I was reading an article the other day, and this was really interesting, looking at um, childhood trauma and how things that happen in our childhood and, and childhood trauma can just be 
you know, a sense that you weren't the favourite or that your parents maybe not weren't there for you as much as what you wanted as a child. It doesn't have to be serious issues like physical or um, mental or emotional abuse. But it was saying, this article was saying that, that people that undergo um, these sort of childhood traumas are much more likely in their latter years to experience an out-of-control inflammatory condition like autoimmune. So what they're suggesting happens is that stressful events actually may affect our genes and may actually turn up our stress response so that as adults, when, we're body, when our body's stressed mentally, emotionally, we can think that we're stressed, but our body actually might be a lot more physically stressed than what, what we're even consciously aware of. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we're looking at epidemics of anxiety and depression. You know, things are changing a lot. Um, I think for some people, stress can be a bit of a catch cry, oh, it's because of my stress, but I honestly think that our physiology has actually all been turned up a couple of notches as well, that we're all caught up in this loop of now of time pressure and being so busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the things like smartphones and, you know, they don't exactly help the situation. We're always take, taking work wherever we go. You know, I'm a culprit for it. Absolutely. You know? I, I, I honestly believe that we should be leaving our mobile phones at home when we go out for the day. Well, yeah, <laughs> a bit like, a bit like, the, old, a bit like yeah. the old landline, you know. When you when it wasn't that long ago that we all had landlines, and quite literally, if you were out, you'd have an answering machine message that you might come back and check at the end of the day. That was pretty flash. Mm. But otherwise, people had to wait to get back in contact with you. You know, obviously, you know, for kids and travel and emergencies and stuff. But yeah, overuse of smartphones and I think is um, contributing to this pace of life, not making life less stressful basically for anyone that hasn't seen a naturopath it's um you know it's like having any medical history you know the naturopath often um we use iridology there might be some basic testing involved um we can actually refer for pathology testing um although often we'll recommend going back to, through their gp we like to keep gps in the loop with yep. anything that we're thinking about or you know it's important that the patient sort of feels um supported from both sides um, and the goal of an initial consultation with a naturopath, obviously, same as seeing a GP, is to get the full picture. Um, and then often there's testing involved, like other specialised testing, and then at the results visits, often when a plan or, an, or a, a picture is put together. And we sort of think, you know, cells turn over in the body every, say, 12 to 16 weeks. So we always sort of think that if anyone wants to make any sort of change with their health, whether it's start to exercise, improve their diet, taking natural medicines or herbs or vitamins or supplements, they need to commit to at least a 12-week period mm. because the idea is that the cells we have might not necessarily get any better, but as we're replacing those cells with new cells, that in 12 weeks we should ideally have more healthier cells in the body than what we had when we first started. So it's a bit like an exercise program. You know when you, you might have just started exercising, you might be going to the gym. After two and a half months, you might look in the mirror and think, I don't look any better or feel any better. But you get to that magic three-month mark and you've turned the corner. Mm. So that's, that's kind of the minimum time frame that we sort of then recommend for someone to start to go about making change. And well, Every time, obviously, is a good time. Coming into Christmas, Peter, it's very hard. Very, very hard. Well, actually, you're next, actually, no, no, no. Next, um, next show, next week, I'm doing my um, uh, top tips for how to survive the silly season. 
or the festive season or the combination of the both. I'll be waiting with bated breath. <laughs> I'll give you a personally signed <laughs> copy. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> so for so for us then, so our goal from a naturopathic point of view is for our patients to live a, a happy and healthy life. You know, get to their ninety five, still with their mobile, you know, mobility, and you know, talking to most of their and their marbles and mm. talking to most of their family members. So we always say, you know, three factors will determine how successful someone's, you know, will be. Family history plays a role. Mm. So, you know, if there's a family history of diabetes, then obviously you need to be more conscious of doing the things you can to reduce that risk. Same with heart disease, certain types of cancer, um, stress and anxiety, depression. You know, all of these things often do run in families, gut issues. Mm. So your family history gives you clues. And it sort of helps you to sort of determine, you know, which way, you know, you need or what things you need to be focusing on more. So family history is the first factor. The second factor, and this is in our favour, is that our body or our cells are turning over all the time. So we're making new cells all the time. We sort of forget that. So even in our 80s, we're making new cells. Even our skeleton is being replaced slowly over 12 months to 7 years. Mm. So nothing in the body stays the same. Is it as strong when you get to, you know, 80 years of age? Are they producing as much or does it slow um, down? It slows down and the quality is not going to be there as well. Okay. You know, other factors like oxidative stress and glycation, yep. you know, otherwise we'd all still look as good as we did when we were 10. Like me. <laughs> well, you're only 15, no. so you're looking pretty good for 15. Uh, <coughs> oh, you're a touch older than that, right, but not much, old, not much more older than that, actually. Yes. And the fourth factor, and this is, this is um, part of our map or model from a naturopathic point of view, one of the reasons we all can live a long time is that as well as this cell turnover, otherwise, you know, one big weekend and that would be the end of us. So the other reason we can live so long is that our body has this, well, our concept is that the body has four filters, our digestion, liver, immune and kidneys. Now when we're 20, and these filters kind of like the fuel filter in your car, if the fuel filter clogs up, the car's going to yeah. run sluggishly. You can get new spark plugs or an alternator, but unless you fix the filter, you've not fixed the problem. So in the body, it's the digestion. So when we're 20, usually 10 foot tall and bulletproof, eat anything, drink anything, nothing's an issue. As we get older, that's when we start to find that first filter, our digestion starts to give us grief. And from our model, symptoms associated with that first filter are you know, bloating, wind, bowel variability, heartburn, reflux, tired after meals, low blood sugar, sinus and hay fever and worry is mm. the emotion we associate with the gut. So, you know, stewing over things, yep. butterflies in the stomach. Yep. So there's a stress component. After the digestion, and this is where we see a lot of patients coming in, is when they're, the next filter's under stress, which is the liver. <clears throat> and signs or symptoms, your liver may be under stress, are symptoms like, you know, fatigue, always waking up tired in the morning. You know, for people that always feel like they could roll over and go back to sleep for another hour. Um, headaches, dizziness, thyroid problems, cholesterol problems. Uh, mood swings, depression, anger, anxiety, we associate back with that liver filter. Yep. Um, increased chemical sensitivity where people find that um, smells or perfume might give them a headache or they, they notice smells upset them now more than they used to. Um, where alcohol might upset you more than it used to. Coffee. Uh, insomnia, waking up between 1 and 3 a.m. to us is a sign that the liver's under stress and blood sugar highs and lows. Mm. After the liver, immune, constant cold and flu, or what's worse, I worry more about patients coming in saying that they never get a cold or a flu, particularly women. Um, and then the final filter, the kidneys, kidneys. arthritis, osteoarthritis, bone on bone, low mm. libido, chronic fatigue, stuff like that. <clears throat> 
excuse me, so part of our initial assessment is with the patient is to, from a naturopath point of view, is to work out which systems or which filters, you know, we need to start to help improving first. How we achieve a long, happy and healthy life. Yeah, look, it's one of those things. As I said, the, the, the first step is to work out exactly where you're up to. You know, once you've got a starting point, then it's easy to start to, to, to factor or rethink about how you want to do things differently. You know, the biggest challenge that, that we all have is in making changes. And, you know, diet's probably a great example of that, like the food we eat. And, you know, oftentimes, like, like from, a, from a naturopathic point of view, diet is like a major cornerstone to having better health. You know, we've gone away from fresh, whole foods, you know, prepared at home to a lot of processed um, additives, preservatives, fats, you know, high sugar content, high carb content, um, takeaway and fast foods. And even, you know, even people sort of buying their foods from the supermarket, you know, having flavoured yogurts and glass of juice every morning, thinking that they're all healthy foods have sort of been hoodwinked in that they're not healthy foods, they're all processed and full of stuff. So one of the first things we do um, from a naturopathic point of view is look at a person's diet. Mm. So often what will happen, um, you'll get a um, a diet diary to take away and fill in, and that's like some paperwork where you write down for two weeks everything that you eat. And it's a great way, doing a food diary, and this is a good exercise for anyone out there, is do a food diary and just see exactly what you do eat, what your patterns are, because most of us have two to three breakfasts, three to four cere- three to four lunches, and seven to ten main meals. So we're not as varied with our food input mm. as what we are. So, and the general recommendations, you know, most naturopaths would make with anyone for starters would be to reduce cereals and grains. You know, we all eat too much wheat and too much bread. And for anyone out there that, you know, anyone out there struggling with um, irritable bowel or probably the most common symptom I would hear on a daily basis but particularly always with new patients is bloating mm. and one of the best ways to get rid of bloating is cut bread out of your diet for two weeks and see how much better you feel followed closely by processed dairy too much dairy and followed co- closely by sugar so they're often the first three things we'd look at in say you did a food diary for two weeks i'd go through that with you and we'd say okay so every day you're having you know toast for breakfast you're having a sandwich at lunch um, you know, the, this is sugar, this is sugar. So it starts to get you thinking about your diet more and more that, well, hang on a minute, there's a lot of carbohydrate and sugar here that I'm relying on. Mm. The next thing that I always look at is the amount of protein that people are eating because often we substitute carbohydrate for protein. And I think everybody should have, you know, at least two palm-sized portions of, of protein a day. If it's animal protein, which is your fish, eggs, chicken, good quality red meat, if it's vegetarian, you need to even have more, you know, probably for every palm of animal protein, you'd need to have two palms of vegetarian protein to get enough protein. Mm. So I look at protein. And one of the interesting things that always surprises everyone is I always look at their um, fruit, salad and vegetable input, you know, mm. over a seven-week period. And I've had patients, you know, argue with me that they eat a lot of salad and veggies. And when we actually look at their food diary, you know, there might have been... A couple of times a week. <laughs> a couple of times a week, and it might have been at the pub with, you know, some chips and a piece of um, chicken schnitzel. Yeah, here, here. So, so diet, diet's the first step. So I, 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 we always promote, like, an, a low inflammatory diet and then low glycemic is the second thing. Yeah. Um, 
as we go through a 12-week plan, we always discuss exercise with patients as yep. well. And exercise is kind of the secret weapon for anyone with any serious health complaint. Um, there's a good bit of research coming out now that if someone's undergoing cancer treatment where they might be having even surgery, chemo and ray, that exercising, they're, they're, and they're going from their radiation treatment to the gym straight away and they're getting less side effects and better outcomes. So exercise is... You know, not just for serious health issues, but we all need to move more. Mm. Um, and I'm a bit of a fan of pedometers is my latest craze. Yeah, I bought a, a watch recently. Okay. Or a, How many steps a day are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love... Yeah. Well, I love the one, sorry, that you can... It tracks your sleep. You yes. know, it tells you how much sleep yes. I've had. Yes. Um, you know, and I was surprised. I think I was sleeping eight hours a, a night. Yeah. Deep sleep was about an hour and a half. I thought, oh... You know, so it's interesting. Well, look, and it is, and the problem with not getting enough sleep is that that's when the body is in those deep cycles of sleep when we mm -hmm. detoxify and fight cancer. And so when you think about it, like I said at the beginning, um, you know, naturopathic approach or the natural medicine approach to health is a lot of common sense. There's no point taking tablets for stress and anxiety if you're not working on improving your sleep and exercising regularly like if you go and exercise you'll come back in a different frame of mind because when you exercise go for a walk your brain will produce positive endorphins in spite of what you're thinking about so you'll actually come back in a better frame of mind mm. just for having done the walk um, and with exercise nothing has such a profound effect on every single cell in the body as 30 to 45 minutes walk and the third area is um stress management it's always a discussion we have with patients these days and in that is also your sleep hygiene or sleep quality. Mm. So before you even start, diet, like diet does cost you but we have to eat. So I always say diet costs you nothing because mm. you have to eat, you might as well eat healthy things. To go for a walk costs you nothing. To practice meditation costs you nothing. Mm. And to develop better sleep hygiene practices costs you nothing. Yeah. So there's a lot of health issues that we could all be doing more of to yeah. really help yeah. Um yeah, it's the key to a long, happy and healthy life, isn't it, really? Well, look, you know, all, those all, three points. Absolutely, and all of my patients that I have that are elderly and live a long time and are still really, really switched on, they all exercise regularly. Yeah. They're all lean and, you know, and they, they eat very consistently and mm. a lot of home-prepared food. So there's, you know, success leaves clues. Yeah, yeah. The other area, just as, so we use those three as the baseline. You know, everyone we see, we have discussions with about that from a naturopathic point of view. But then the other area that um, naturopaths have a, a really great um, ability or connection with is there's some really awesome natural medicines that, you know, can be taken safely alongside pharmaceuticals if needed, but specifically can help target conditions as well. So herbal medicines, detox programs, naturopathic supplements, are kind of our our medicines that we prescribe then on top of this um, amazingly strong lifestyle sort of approach. So yep. we really pra practice, you know, lifestyle medicine as well as the, the the best in natural medicines as well. So all right, beautiful. All right, well, thanks for your time today. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday uh, with the keys to keeping the weight off over Christmas. Oh, absolutely, and, and how to survive the, the silly season. Good on you, mate. All right, thanks so much, and congratulations once again. Oh, two, two years. years. <laughs> I'll, get my, I'll pick up my pen on the way out. Yeah, it'll cost you $4. <laughs> it's, uh... Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, 
well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.